this is going to be the start. So I say, welcome to the duct tapes. Thank you. <laughs> no, that's to the audience. It's an honor. <laughs> that's to the audience. <laughs> that's to the audience. So <laughs> then I <laughs> already messed it up. Yeah. So this is a podcast for duckheads. Is that funny? <laughs> <laughs> Um, this is, is this where you edit in the crickets? <laughs> <laughs> so joining me, joining me in the duck pond today is Alex Aranda. Anybody recognize the name? <laughs> That's where I edit in the crickets. <laughs> um, so Alex is a longtime friend of mine. Long. Oh, I'm your host, John Hoppenthal. By the way, I'm all all over the place today. Uh, regular listeners will be surprised that I um, am not doing things. In the correct order. No, it's different every time. Every time. Oh, so Alex, who I've known forever, right? T coming on 20 years. Um, as a good friend of mine, I, I was just curious, how many episodes of the duct tapes have you listened to? Um, <laughs> so far, this will be the first one I've, I've heard. Great. Great. Thank you for the support. Um, so I decided to have Alex on today because, like myself, Alex has decided to change his career path and go to a code school, bum, 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 which is how I got into coding um, a couple of years ago. <sighs> and I thought it would be interesting to hear how he is doing and what he's experiencing, because I know that a lot of our loyal duckheads are junior developers and probably going through the same sorts of struggles. So Alex, even though you've talked a couple of times, officially now welcome to the duck pond, Thank you. Great. So let's talk about number one. Let's talk about how old you are. <laughs> Getting into the nitty gritty. All right. So um, I've mentioned many times before on the podcast that I am uh, a little bit older than your average new coder, even though I think now, I, I don't know, maybe I'm not new anymore, a couple years in, but you're definitely new. I'm brand new. <laughs> Shoot. No cursing on this podcast. I almost let one fly because Alex is with me. Um, <laughs> don't laugh either. No laughing. Um, so how old are you? I'm currently 38 years old. Currently. So I'm coming in late also. <laughs> and you decided to join a, a code school. Why? I, um, I wanted a, a, a change in pace in life. Um, something that's going to give me a little bit more flexibility, something that'll help me spend more time with my family. Mm. Um, I've got a growing family with uh, two little ones and uh, uh, another one on the way. Oh um, boy. Oh yeah. I'm not going to give you the the congratulations. I know you're trying <laughs> to pull out of me. <laughs> um, and so I'm, I'm in an industry right now that uh, takes a lot out of me. I mean, I'm currently up until now I've been in nursing mm -hmm. um, and um, I'm looking for something that's a little bit more, structured as far as schedule goes and, yeah and also it was more in line with uh, my, my passion for computers i mean i've always enjoyed working with computers and and uh and technology yeah it's interesting actually we should we could talk a little bit about i guess our histories um and how we both ended up in this industry after doing things that are totally different um alex and i met 20 years ago when a lot of you were not born yet um, we started working at the same restaurant here in Southern California. Um, we both worked there for, God, almost a decade. Yeah. Um, hosting, serving, and then eventually getting into management. 
Uh, we played in a band together for quite some time while we were working there. I think, um, I don't know about assuming, but hoping that it would go somewhere <laughs> one day. Um, I sang and played guitar as Alex drummed, and um, uh, we had a practice space at Alex's dad's uh, metal shop. And once that metal shop moved and our practice space went away, the band fell apart and we had to find something to do with our lives. Um, and then I worked in retail for another decade before going to code school. And what did, what did you do in that time? Quite a few things. I've done d several different things. I went from getting my class A license and driving a semi truck uh, to working in my family's machine shop um, and actually coding, um, coding for the CNC machinery that they own. Um, do you know that's we? I, I forgot about that. Yeah, that's wow. a different kind of coding. I mean, it's G codes um, where you're 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 telling a machine to cut. Not your finger, you know, right? Exactly. <laughs> Everything <laughs> yeah. but your finger, yeah. ideally, uh, which still ended up happening. Yeah. Um, um, as where you know, I think. It, what else did I do? Uh, well, and I'm asking you, you, you ended uh, up in nursing. Yeah. <laughs> and then I ended up in nursing ultimately where I've been for the past 10 years. Um, crazy. Yeah. And now ending up with coding. It, it's interesting though, that we both, um, have kind of had an interest in computers, but never really did anything too computer oriented. Yeah. Um, cause I know when I came around to coding, finally, it felt like it was like, it fit like a glove, you know, like it was yeah. just like, Oh, this makes sense. Now this is an actual, um, profession that I enjoy, whereas I'd spent, you know, forever doing things that I thought I had to do to make money. Right. And it turns out there's a whole industry <laughs> that I could like enjoy my job. Yeah. Um, and make money doing that. Well, and I had the same kind of th where I, in nursing, I got to a point where I kind of felt like I wanted to get out and do something different. And yeah. my wife's family was actually kind of pushing me to go into the tech industry. Um, but I felt, I felt kind of like I owed it to my wife to stick with what I was doing and yeah, not jump yeah. around so much. Um, you know, <laughs> wives, they like financial stability and, yeah, and that yeah. sort of thing. So crazy. Um, Especially when you have kids. I know. Right. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what it is. <laughs> um, but no, for, I mean, fortunately my wife is understanding and she's, uh, Given me the opportunity. Yeah, to, she's not gonna to, listen to this. You have to get some, all this. Yeah. No, yeah. <laughs> she's well. so wonderful. I love you, babe. Yeah. <laughs> um, and actually talking about the band for a second, I sent you that article yesterday that I found online where it turns out that they did a, a study and drummers actually naturally have problem solving skills and are, I think it said they're smarter than most people they're around and they increase the intelligence of people they're around, which I thought was BS. Yeah. Personally, I felt, I felt that's been true all my life. So <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, constantly in the band, you'd be like, shouldn't we do this? Shouldn't yeah. we do this right here? I mean, right. I'm not going to say we should, but we should. Um, so I thought that was very interesting. Um, so yeah, now we're both, well, now I've been, I've been in the coding industry for, uh, coming up on three years. Um, and it's been great so far. And I'm sure that you looked at my success and thought, well, if John can do it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, that, I, my thought was if the lead guitarist can do it, a drummer can do it for sure. Yeah. yeah. He's going to take control. Um, so now, how long have you been in your program? So I've been in the program for, um, it'll be a month um, in, a, in a day or two. 
Um, out of how many weeks total? Uh, out of a 12-week pro- twelve week program. Right. Um, I did start two weeks before the program with some prep courses mm-hmm. um, to get ready for the program. Um, but I'm about six weeks into starting to learn coding. So what does your program, like what is the end result? What are they saying that you're going to, or what are you learning, I guess, in the end when you come out? Like what are your skills going to be? Uh, so they, what they advertise is I'm going to be a full stack developer. Okay. Um, able to work front end, back end. Mm-hmm. Um, and then uh, I think you mentioned React is what you'll be doing on the front re- end yes. node and the, the back end. So, and you're coming in with pretty much no web development, right? Correct. Or real basic from, from back in the day, like all of us. Yeah. Um, and right now it seems like you're at where you're, you're doing HTML and CSS and JavaScript with just jQuery and that kind of right, that kind of stuff. So no React or anything yet, no frameworks yet. Correct. So I am super excited to see um, the light bulb go off in your head when you are introduced to those concepts. Um, how has it been so far? It's awesome. <laughs> I love it. <laughs> it's uh. It, it's tough to learn everything. That wasn't supposed to be a heart-hitting question, by the way. You look, <laughs> you look shocked. <laughs> I wasn't expecting the heart-hitting questions. This is uh, this is taking me Trump. out of my comfort zone. <laughs> yes, you know. <laughs> um, no, it's been great. I mean, I, I, I kind of, I think I knew what I was getting myself into. I knew mm. it was going to be a hard road um, learning something I haven't, I haven't been really comfortable with. So. Yeah. Um, it's been tons of fun. I, I enjoy the whole learning process and all mm-hmm. the stuff that we're learning. It's 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 hard to pick up at times. Right. Um, but it's just practice. Yeah. I mean, it's just. What do you? What has been, or has there been anything that's been sort of surprising about? I guess the code that you're learning, or or the learning process, or your class, or anything. Like, did you think it would be? Is it easier than you thought? more difficult. I, I've been a little bit, I will say, a little bit annoyed and surprised at how quickly you're picking up on things because I was hoping that I could kind of guide you through it like, <laughs> like, like some sort of savior. Well, that's, no, and and, and you've been, I mean, I've, we've come to, I've come over here to talk to you about all the issues I've had and you've been super helpful. That's, right, that's awesome. Right, right, right. Um, uh, but the, what I find to be most interesting is I seem to be my own biggest problem. Yeah. Um, in what way? I I'm like, I'm expecting things to be harder than they are, and mm-hmm. so I'm making them out to be harder than they are. Hmm. I'm like overcomplicating myself. Right. Um, Overthinking simple problems. Exactly. Very very exactly. common. Exactly. Yeah. Where I'll sit there and stare at the screen and can't figure out what's going on, and I'll end up asking help from an instructor or mm-hmm. even coming to you, and it's it's just like, oh, it's syntax. Or, yeah. Most of the time when you come to me, I'm like, oh, this guy's never. It's never going to get it. <laughs> the lost guy, but okay. Um, I think that, I mean, that's, I think just common, no matter what level you're at, is trying to find a, I don't know, yeah, just really overthinking a problem instead of just kind of starting out with even the most basic solution. Because it's like, you'll, you'll think of a solution and you might think like, oh, that's too many lines of code or that's too easy. And then you're like, I know there's a cleaner way to do it. And you obsess over the cleaner way. And then you have nothing because right. you never put like the basic first one out there. Right. Um, or even like like you mentioned earlier, we were talking off air about the rubber ducky. You know, yeah. even just talking things out in plain English, not yeah. not so much code or just getting out the concept in plain English really helps 
to kind of visualize what needs to happen in order to code for it. Yeah, I don't know if we've ever uh, mentioned on this podcast, maybe we have, uh, the name duct tapes comes from the rubber ducky method of if you are stuck on a problem in code, just explain the problem to a rubber duck and likely you will find a solution because just verbalizing the problem step by step um, kind of forces you to understand where your roadblocks are and why you got stuck in the first place and then you move past them. So great. Glad we touched on that. Good. Uh, You're welcome. <laughs> Thanks for bringing that up. Um, so let's see. jQuery, what do you think of it? Hot take. <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. How do you feel about after code school and the job hunt and that whole kind of unknown part? Uh, I'm, I'm worried, right? I'm worried that I'll find a job. I'm worried that I'll find a job within a reasonable amount of time. Uh Oh, um, what you were, you worried that you will find a job. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm going to get a job no matter what. Yeah. That's that's very confident. Um, So then, so then, but it's just finding a job within a reasonable amount of time. I mean, I, I, Mm -hmm. unfortunately can't spend six months looking for a job. So, Mm -hmm. um, but I'm also going to do everything I can, put myself out there as much as I can. Uh, so I think that's something that we, that's a good thing to talk about is that even though you are only a third of the way through your program, um, it's maybe not a good idea to wait until the very end to start. Not necessarily, you don't need to apply for jobs now, but to at least kind of build um, a presence. I right. know you mentioned that you signed up for LinkedIn, which everyone in the audience will be surprised by that. You just <laughs> signed up. You just signed up for LinkedIn, which is great. Yeah. Um, but just building that portfolio, um, you know, you can get on Twitter. I know you always have hilarious jokes, right? <laughs> that the world probably needs to know. Um, I Twitter all the time. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, the, the unknown part or the, I remember when, my little class graduated and it was super scary. My program had us meet weekly um, afterwards and discuss the job hunt and um, how we were feeling. And I remember the first week was very positive and everybody was excited. And then by like the third or fourth week, it was starting to fall apart and people were getting, um, I don't know about depressed, but a little bit anxious and scared because it's right. I mean, you do apply a lot and either hear nothing or just get rejected right off the bat. So it's it's a difficult job hunt because there are so many people that you are competing with. Um, so yeah, get ready for that, dude. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I hope I'm, hope I'm uh, motivating you. Yeah. Um, but I guess one of the things that our program did that was very helpful was they had us create a spreadsheet and each day we had to apply for a uh, minimum of five jobs. And in the spreadsheet, you would uh, put a link of the company's website, the person that you emailed, and if not a person, then uh, the link that you used. Um, if you heard back and you know what the job description was, and then you would just add, keep adding to that. And that helped in case you wanted to keep applying for the same job and you talked to a different person you could put their name in there. Um, another good thing is to, if you find a company you want to apply to, um, find somebody that works for them on LinkedIn and contact them and explain your situation. 
Um, obviously try to make it somebody in the tech department. Um, always apply through the company's website if possible, as opposed to Indeed or the other services because your name will inevitably uh, stick out quicker. And then I'm sure you listened, Alex, to our recent episode with our um, HR, head of HR, Rachel Valentine, who was telling us that she gets quite a few applicants from code schools and their applications and resumes tend to look very similar, um, which I think is very common because as part of these programs, they will help you write your resume in the end, which is great. But because of that, everyone looks pretty much exactly the same. Mm-hmm. So don't be afraid to go in there and put some stank on it. Put a, <laughs> just put a little bit, just put a little bit of yourself in there. Um, because, you know, theoretically, most of you will have a, a relatively similar skill set. So personality will differentiate you. Um, and that's John's advice on coding. Well, can I ask you, John? Uh, no, how, no, no, no. I'm right, interviewing you. Sorry. <laughs> no. Yeah. What? How? What? How? Um. How many? How many places did you apply for? This is this is depressing. I probably applied for. So I got hired um, six weeks out uh, from my code school. I was the second out of uh, twelve to fifteen of us to get a job. Um, not that, that's not like you know tooting my own horn. It's just how it worked out. Um, Mr. Cool Guy over here. <laughs> I, I honestly, I applied to, you know, maybe a hundred. Um, wow. I got, I, I was contacted back by, God, probably ten percent of that. Okay. Um, I got one to two other interviews. Both were over the phone, um, and I passed one test and did not pass the other. And where I'm at now, Vincent, it was my third place and it was an in-person interview and I think that uh, played quite a bit of difference. Um, But yeah, it wasn't, uh, it wasn't fun. It was a, it was a rough six weeks. Right. Um, I, I I really recommend starting a fresh project out of code school and working on that. Um, I found that going back and just trying to fix my projects that I made in code school um, wasn't very fruitful. Uh, I think it'd be a lot better to take all the knowledge that you've learned in code school and start fresh, just create a brand new project because um, just trying to fix everything that you've done in code school um, could probably take a while. And ultimately that project is not going to be um, representative of where you're at in coding now, no matter how many little bug fixes you mm-hmm. you apply to it. So do something fresh. I didn't do that. And I should have, because what happened was, um, my code school projects were what I was putting on resumes and those were reviewed. And just no matter what, what you did at the start of your code school, isn't going to be a great thing to show off. Right. Um, and I, at the time I was like, well, it's a project. So, it, you know, it's a finished project in my head, you know, quote unquote finished. So it should be something that I should say that I did. Um, but I mean, understandably any employer that looks at that, is going to think like, what, what is this stuff? Cause it's stuff that you made. Like, it, I guess imagine something like you just made a connect four game, right? Right. For, so I guess what I would say is when you're applying for jobs in two months, don't put that on your resume, you know, <laughs> because yeah. even though it's a cool thing that you made, um, the coder that you're going to be in two months is so vastly different than the coder that made that program that it, it's disingenuous to say that that's 
representative of what you of what you can do. Um, so yeah. And that's kind of along the lines with what our what our instructors have been telling us too. You know, oh, we have good. one instructor who told us take take a portion out of like for instance, he said like Saturday mornings, wake up Saturday mornings and mm-hmm. spend a couple hours working on a project of your own. Mm-hmm. Um, number one, to to kind of brush up on your skills to keep that going while you're out looking for a job, but yeah, but also to work on stuff that you can add to your portfolio and, mm-hmm. and show off to yeah to yeah because yeah. Portfolio, gonna be huge. Like we did a we did a code review on one of my interviews, and all I had in my portfolio were the projects that I made in code school. So, like I said, and there were parts of that code review that were that were pretty embarrassing, and there were mistakes that were left in there that I that I wouldn't make at the time of the interview, but because I decided to include projects from my early code school days um i had to kind of just say oh i wouldn't do that now and it's like yeah. you know in the interview it's, but it's you like, did yeah, <laughs> yeah like, well it's in here in your portfolio so that i think that's a really good idea um but just yeah having having a fresh project um is a good thing to do taking a lot of there's a lot of free resources online and some great paid ones you know, former guests, Wes Boss, Scott Talinsky, Kent Dodds, a lot of a lot of great paid content out there as well um, to check out. If you're listening to this on, oh, never mind. I was going to say Black Friday, but this is actually coming out much later than Cyber Monday. So forget it. I mean, buy them full price. <laughs> I was going to say there were some deals going on. Those are over now. So just go buy it full price. It doesn't matter. What kind of job would you hope to land after this? Or what would you expect your workplace or job to be? Like if you had, I mean, I guess it's so early to decide, like would it be like website development? I guess that's what you're prepping you for. Um, Mobile development, agency. I guess you just want a job, right? Uh, Right, right. at this point I'll take anything I can get. what I'm kind of looking for is something that's going to give you the most exposure, the most opportunity to learn. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's kind of why I had like an agency in mind. Cause yeah. I, I figure that'll give me a lot to work with and a mm-hmm. lot of opportunities to expand the knowledge that I've started to gain at school. Right. Cause it's not yeah. going to stop. It's not, I'm not gonna stop learning there. The amount of learning that, that, well, that I still have every day, but I'm the first couple of months at my current job where I probably learned the same, if not more than I learned at code school, just cause yeah. being forced to work on a project and, and figure out problems every day, you, you just learn so much. And the, um, the overall camaraderie and, and team spirit or whatever that there is in a place like this is great. Like everybody understands where you're at. Everybody definitely understands that I'm at a lower level. You know what I mean? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Not now, but back then. Um, so everyone's, you know, everyone wants to help out. There, there's, um, in this industry, it seems like there's very little, uh, I don't know, everyone just wants to help. It's really great, even online. I mean, obviously there's people that are not cool. I mean, the internet is the internet. The internet is the <laughs> internet, right? Spoken like a true coder. Dude, you should, you're in. You should say that in your interview. There you go. You walk in and you say, listen, you're next to the internet, right? Yeah, right. <laughs> what do you need me to do? I'm going to take care of it. Um, so why did you end up selling your drums? 
That's that's what I really want. The hard hitting question, man. Because that, I gotta be honest, that was a heartbreaking day when you when, when you told me that you were like, yeah, I cleaned up the garage or whatever, and like I, I finally just did it, pulled the trigger and sold the drums. Yeah, well, they were they were sitting in the in the rafters at my at my family's machine shop for yeah. uh, maybe six months to a year yeah, at that prob- point. The, yeah, yeah, um, and it was like it was like the the. $300 set at uh guitar center, like the yeah. cheapest set I could get. Yeah. So it wasn't, it was not, know, we weren't losing for, much. That was like, that was like a nail in the coffin though. When that yeah. happened, it was like, well, I guess we're never going to make it. No, it meant, yeah. It meant more symbolically than it did. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, it had been, you know, probably months to years since we'd practiced, but um, yeah. Yeah. Go look us up guys. I don't even know if we're, our music is anywhere online anymore. Probably yeah, not. Right. I mean, they'd probably be good. I mean, the internet is the internet. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If you could find it, um, we're not even going to tell you the name. Try right. to find us. Yeah. If anybody hacks into the internet <laughs> and finds our old band, then you'll win something. Yeah. <laughs> There'll be a special link if you find our music. And if you click on that link, you'll win, uh, I don't know, something great. We'll play your next birthday after this. <laughs> yeah, we'll play your 19th birthday. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. Um, but also, um, what we like to do on the duct tapes is we like to ask every guest about what they listen to while they're coding. <laughs> and, and who their favorite band is. And that's real. We do do that. <laughs> I know it okay. be a weird look, but we do it. And most of the guests, the, the response is are mixed. Some people say nothing and don't have a favorite band. And some people love music and give us a favorite band. Yeah. <laughs> I so, guess. <laughs> so out of the two options, we get both. <laughs> Isn't that cool? Right. Uh, so, so I think I know who your favorite band is, but what would... Who is it? I, my go-to, everything, when I put on Pandora or listen to the song specifically, it's usually Creedence Clearwater Revival. Oh, okay. I thought you were going to say the Vandals. Well, that too, but Uh, I mean, they're like second. Wow. Okay. So do you listen to music while you're coding? Not generally. Hmm. Um, I'm I'm still at a point where I have to like focus really hard on what I'm coding on. So sometimes... Listening to music, um, when I have, it, it almost like distracts me. I end up mm. singing along to the tune. Or <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. A lot of people listen to like uh, soundtracks or like lo-fi hip-hop. Right. <laughs> Which I do. And it's actually like, uh, it's pretty cool because you can still tap along to the beat and it kind of distracts you. I think there's some kind of like science behind that helping out. Yeah. You know, it'd be good if I knew that. If I knew. Right. <laughs> I've heard that like video game scores are really good because they're meant go. to like verified, you know? Yeah. Um, really? That's, we have a, had a couple people that actually said that too. Like the, they actually knew the like composer names, which yeah. is weird. I don't, I don't know. know. <laughs> hey man, the Skyrim soundtrack is awesome. Oh no. <laughs> I feel like I'm the only, I'm the only Skyrim's a video game John. person I know on this <laughs> podcast. We had a guest on, um, from this this YouTube channel called Brackies, which is like immensely popular, mm-hmm. and they all they teach is how to uh, code video games, so big video oh, game no stuff. Way. Yeah, they were super co- uh, cool guys and fun to talk to. 
but I, like I know nothing about video games, especially current ones. So yeah. it was like um, half a conversation. I was like, I don't know, like this all sounds so cool, but yeah, <laughs> yeah. But um, actually, there's a program called Unity that's actually like the barrier of entry is very low for um, for coding video games. So that'd be something cool to look at after you graduate. So look for Alex's game um, in January 2020. <laughs> and if it's not out, coming right he up, he didn't make it. <laughs> he failed. He failed. So if you had to pick one song, because we're you know we okay new segment we're gonna have a duct tapes playlist on Spotify. Which oh God, I got to bring this up. You don't have Spotify, right? Nah. What a weirdo, dude. Like <laughs> the only person in the world that I know that does not have a Spotify account. So we're gonna start a duct tape Spotify playlist um, that'll be available publicly, obviously. And every guest will add a song. So Alex, one song, and don't make it some dirty vandal song. What the, like, like, if you had to pick one song, like what's your favorite song right now? Um, Gosh, it's kind of it's a long one. It's because there's like a jam riff in it. But uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival. Yeah, and I heard it through the grapevine. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Yeah, Classic. It's awesome. Okay, so that'll be the first song on the playlist. So we'll link to it in the podcast notes, and everyone can go check that out. I know you're all dying to hear it. So what, let's do closing message, Alex. What would you say to somebody that is thinking about joining a code school? And we're going to meet up with you again in a couple of weeks to see where you're at. But right now you're loving it. In a couple of weeks, you might be hating it. But right now, you would highly recommend it, right? I would highly recommend it. Dang. Okay. Yeah. If it's something you're interested in, definitely. Yeah. Um, I... from, from any industry, it doesn't matter where you're at, right? Right. If you're a yeah. nurse. Uh, yeah, in our in our class that we've got, I, you know, I'm a nurse. We've got teachers. We've yeah. got there's just from all walks of life. People are coming in, and and you know the one the one common thing is everybody kind of has a passion for it. They yeah. know it's something they want to get into. Everybody's but, younger than you. Well, that's right. the other. That, that's that was the, the same part. thing in my coding class. I'm like, I'm not the oldest. <laughs> <laughs> there's one. <laughs> the teacher is older. That's no, the teacher's even younger. <laughs> <laughs> but see, in the tech world age doesn't matter right. that's what i tell all the people that are younger than me <laughs> my job. age is just a number <laughs> every day i explain it to them i might listen we're all cool though right <laughs> like, like, i might be older you might be younger i don't know i'm not gonna check your license but i know that we're all cool and they all say yes john go back to your desk <laughs> usually standing behind shut him. up old man <laughs> <laughs> wagging my finger saying guys i want to pick up on that discussion about age that we were having <laughs> yesterday i feel like we didn't quite put a pin in that can yeah. we talk about it um well that's great yeah i i obviously recommend it worked out for me so we're going to check back in with you in a couple weeks and have another riveting conversation <laughs> is it cool if is it, is it cool if i mention that i'm at learning fuse mention um, it um here in irvine yeah um, yeah i won't ble i won't bleep it out where is it uh <laughs> <laughs> God, I wish I had a soundboard. I wish I could be funny. Um, yeah, mention it. Yeah, so I'm at uh, I, I'm uh, at Learning Fuse Coding Bootcamp in Irvine, um, mm -hmm. and it's awesome. If you're if you're interested, that's uh, they have weekly info sessions. I think that uh, come in and check out. Um, yeah, my code school was OCCS Orange County Code School, which is now defunct, from what I understand. Um, so that should say something about my quality of, of knowledge at the school that I went to shut down <laughs> shortly after <laughs> I went there. I ran into the ground. No, they might be going. I think maybe just the founder left. I'm not sure. But a former instructor of mine, Tim Davis, shout out, is at your school now with you. So maybe we'll both be equally as smart. 
I hope so. Oh, no, because I'm not a drummer. Right. Oh, that's called a <laughs> callback. All right, Alex. Thanks for coming on. Thanks, John. It's been a pleasure. <laughs> Look for Alex on Twitter. <laughs> At POTUS. All right. <laughs> Bye. Powered by Vincent. Quack, quack.